Can you imagine, on a day with so much to do, awakened by the sweet, sweet music of Linux news, there's one thing you're missing. It's coffee. And if there's anything you should be putting your coffee in, it's a beautiful Linux for everyone coffee mug, featuring a variety of colors. The steam flows so gracefully from your cup, full of sweet, sweet energy. You awaken this morning graced by such bliss, because now you have the power and the confidence to start your day right. DestinationLinux.network/store. Hey everybody, welcome back to Linux for Everyone, and welcome home. This is episode 34, and originally I had planned to have this really gigantic matchup between the System76 Lemur Pro and the Tuxedo Computers Infinity Book S14 and uh, a couple other segments, but I had the opportunity to have an absolutely mind-blowing interview with both Matthew Miller, Fedora Project Lead, and Mark Pearson, the Senior Linux Software Engineer at Lenovo. And even after the editing, it's still about an hour long, and I did not want to push this interview to two weeks later or even a week later. So I just wanted to get it out to you guys as soon as it was finished, basically. Not necessarily on the normal schedule, but I think uh, so many things in this interview surprised me. And I think they'll surprise you. I think that a lot of these answers and a lot of the plans around this partnership are refreshing and encouraging. Anyway, I am not going to uh, take up too much of your time at the front. However, I do want to point out a couple things. Uh, Number one, you can watch the video of this entire interview over on the Linux for Everyone YouTube and library channels. Number two, there is a brand new series called Linux and Coffee that you probably already have in your RSS feeds, but uh, that is also available as a video on the respective uh, video sides of Linux for Everyone. So before we jump into this thing, I want to thank DigitalOcean for sponsoring this episode of Linux for Everyone. DigitalOcean offers the simplest, most developer-friendly cloud platform. It's optimized to make managing and scaling apps easy with an intuitive API, multiple storage options, integrated firewalls, load balancers, and way more than I can mention. DigitalOcean also has thousands of tutorials. You can get all of this plus access to their awesome customer support, for as low as $5 per month. So whether you're working on a giant project or just a simple blog, you can get started on DigitalOcean for two months free with a $100 credit by going to do.co slash DLN. Again, you can get started on DigitalOcean and enjoy all of that awesome customer service, all of those great resources, and a $100 credit to get you started by going to do.co slash DLN. And again, a huge thank you to DigitalOcean for sponsoring this episode and the entire Destination Linux network. With me on this episode are two people who I am just thrilled to have. Not only do we have a special guest from Fedora, we also have a special guest from Lenovo, and I bet you can guess what we're going to be talking about. Do you want to go around and just introduce yourselves real quick and say what you do at your respective companies? I'll jump in first. Uh, So yeah, I'm Mark Mark Pearson. So I I work for Lenovo uh, for the uh, PC Linux team. So I'm a senior Linux developer, sort of like I help work with the, the Linux team, get Linux running on our... PC platforms and and make make sure that's as as good as it can be. And I'm Matthew Miller. I am the Fedora project leader. Uh, Red Hat graciously pays me to do that, <laughs> which is very exciting. Um, I work uh, with the Fedora community to try and make sure that we have a cohesive strategy and are all working together in a positive way to you know make the world a better place through more Fedora. 
So I think my first burning question for you guys is how did this Fedora on Lenovo hardware partnership come about? Um, that's a good question. Uh, and I wasn't deeply involved with the conversations when it started, um, but we, we've worked with the Red Hat engineers um, for, for years uh, and we, we, we collaborate with them closely. We work with them a lot. So I think the Fedora project just came out of that. It, it made sense. It just, uh, we, we're talking to Red Hat and so they introduced Fedora and it, and it is a really good fit. Yeah, from my point of view, um, Red Hat has a pretty substantial investment in desktop technologies, but that is very much aimed at kind of specialized enterprise use cases. And there are there's some high-end uh, Lenovo workstation class hardware that you can get Red Hat Enterprise Linux on, but uh, Red Hat isn't particularly interested in kind of the broader consumer and even developer desktop market because mm-hmm. it's a, a hard market to... Um, sell an enterprise product into, and what Red Hat is is a company that sells enterprise software. I think that as part of that collaboration of you know how can we have something that fits there, um, working with the Fedora community and having um, Fedora Workstation be the choice of operating system for this uh, class of systems made a lot of sense. For people who um, for people who may not have checked in on Fedora in the last year or two, what what specific maybe features or improvements have been introduced that people might want to be aware of? So uh, from a desktop point of view, of course, I, we always we integrate a huge amount of change in upstream software. And so uh, updates in, for example, GNOME are huge. This latest uh, release of the GNOME desktop has a lot of performance improvements and some really nice user experience of performance uh, improvements that I um, I think it'll be pretty obvious for anybody who's, you know, upgrading from a couple of Fedora releases to, to this one. Uh, we've also made a lot of performance improvements under the hood. Um, some of the stuff, um, there's a recent change to Python, which gives something like a 30% performance improvement, uh, which is uh, pretty cool. And it's also neat how that came about because, um, someone was looking at Python performance and just the intricacies of how Python programming language works Mm -hmm. and suggested that we'd get a big speed up if it was all compiled statically rather than using dynamic libraries, which would be a big change um, and which maybe could break a lot of things. And so there was kind of a a community collaboration back and forth and people came up with a clever um, solution where a particular compiler flag gives you almost all of that benefit without the downside. And so that was neat because it was a big mailing list thread discussion that actually came to a better outcome than the original proposal, which is a great example of how Fedora as a project when it's, when it's working well uh, works to make things better. Uh, So we've had a lot of changes like that throughout the operating system that kind of incremental changes add up to a lot after a year or two of not looking at it. I feel like there is a little bit of confusion or or maybe just not enough clarity about Fedora's involvement with the development of GNOME, Canonical's involvement with the development of, of GNOME, right? It's it's many moving parts. Um but what what role does Fedora play when it comes to the development of the the GNOME desktop? In a lot of ways Fedora is basically a um a consumer or a um uh, we're, we're, we're a kind of a downstream stakeholder of it, and we're kind of the way in which GNOME gets into the hands of a lot of users. Fedora as a project is in an ongoing conversation with GNOME as an upstream. People in Fedora work on packaging the upstream as it comes out and make it a fit into the Fedora way of doing things. Uh, and we try to take a light touch with that because that's mm-hmm. generally the Fedora philosophy towards you know, the software in the upstream. Um, some distributions really try to craft everything into being very specific to that distro. And Fedora tries to take a balance of making sure that things work well for our users and are integrated nicely together, but also stay true to the upstream software. So uh, that's basically the Fedora connection. Now, um, Fedora is sponsored by Red Hat. And like I said earlier, Red Hat has a large desktop team. A lot of the people on that desktop team are paid to both work in Fedora and work in the GNOME upstream and lap between those things. But um, Red Hat actually does sponsor GNOME separately from Fedora and you know, works on GNOME ah. and um, GNOME technologies um, in that without necessarily channeling that through Fedora. Although 
those changes because of our development process land in Fedora before they would ever go into a, a rel process, a rel operating system. So mm. Fedora is involved in that way as well. Okay. I don't know if that it, clarifies things or just it, makes an even more confusing picture, but it, it, it both, is complicated. Maybe That's both, maybe both. Um, I, I just know that from a, you know, from a consumer point of view, from a Linux noob, I still consider myself a Linux noob. Um, when I first got into it, I asked people, you know, what's the best, what, what is the best distro to experience the GNOME desktop on? And it seemed like everybody said Fedora at the time, because it's kind of vanilla GNOME, right? Is that still yeah. the case? Yeah, I think that, I mean, that's a um, an outcome of what I was saying about our yeah. trying to follow the upstreams and kind of respect, you know, their vision for how it should look and work mm-hmm. together. Um, and so, yeah, that is the case. And then also, uh, Fedora has a fast-moving cadence, which kind of goes in the same cycle as GNOME. So we have our six-month releases that will tend to usually have the 0.1 release of the latest GNOME desktop you know, the point that basically um, not not the whatever 3.36.0, but the point one usually right. lands with right. our release, um, give or take, depending on the on the timing. Um, but basically, that means we usually are pretty good way to experience the latest version of GNOME, maybe with a little bit of the release bugs kind of smoothed out. Um, so nice balance between following and um, something I like to avoid in Fedora, the bleeding edge. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, I'm not. I'm not a. That's weird. I'm a bleeding edge hardware guy, but I don't want bleeding edge software. If that makes sense, I don't. I don't know if I'm a unique case. It does (laughs) well. It it works on Pop OS, but uh, but you know, there's the hardware enablement stack now, and that has that has done wonders for for people with newer hardware. And so, yeah, I think that um, I think that's possible. Okay, Mark, over to you. Can you tell us, just give us kind of a brief of the the ThinkPad systems that are coming out with Fedora and the highlights and um, what people can expect and what benefit they'll have from from getting this hardware? So yeah, we're doing the Fedora Workstation Edition, Fedora 32 Workstation Edition, edition that was just released, and it will be available on three platforms. So the X1 Carbonate, which is brand new, the P1 Gen 2, and the P53. So we're doing it initially on the um, those three platforms. And basically we take the that release and it goes through our test team to make sure everything is working as well as it can. And we've been collaborating with the Fedora team to resolve any issues and bugs. And then, yeah, so we will be announcing, it should be this summer, will be available on the web to sell for, for just anybody to get, which for us is, is a new big exciting thing yeah um and, and yeah so that they'll be available so if you are a linux user and you want to use linux on one of these awesome pieces of hardware um it'll be available for you and tested with lenovo's sort of behind it and supporting the hardware this is this is nice because i feel like there is a um a mentality in the linux community that that thinkpads are already the best laptops for linux <laughs> And so, <laughs> I mean, you know, that's that's no secret. I mean, um, they're they're durable. They're uh, they're for the most part very compatible out of the box. And as you guys know, I gathered a bunch of community questions, and there were some real doozies um, yeah. that that some people asked. And uh, this one is from Mark. He says, "I own a Lenovo Yoga nine thirty, a sweet piece of hardware." on which I maintain a Windows partition. Though I spend the majority of my time on this device using Linux, there are features that I do enjoy while using Windows that are not, or are poorly, supported in Linux, such as the fingerprint reader, tablet mode, and use of the built-in stylus. And so basically, he's wondering if support for some or all of those features could result from this partnership. Sure. So, uh, and yeah, the Lenovo 930, I assume he's referencing the C930. Uh, um, yeah, I, I believe so. It yeah, I believe so. so the, the interesting thing is that actually isn't one of the platforms that we do Linux certification on. So um, uh, okay. just to clarify that, we certify quite a few of our, uh, most of our ThinkPad models and ThinkStations and desktops, but that's, that's not one of them. Um, so I don't actually know a lot about it. I don't know what devices are on it so it's really hard to answer specifics for that model no i think Um, i think that his his yeah his general question is is this partnership going to going to end up producing some of those uh those features that we just can't get 
very well yeah. supported on, uh, on Linux right and, now. Yes, and so and so the nice answer there is that yes, it does, and it does already. We've been working with the hardware vendors, and you know, making the vendors for the platforms we support Linux on contribute drivers upstream, so it goes into the kernel, mm -hmm. and so that their firmware goes onto LVFS, which for Linux users is very important, and and all of it with the aim of making it better for our Linux users on our platform. So there's there's definitely there's a lot of work that goes on behind you know he's here to make sure that that's that what's happened and and so to take a couple of specific examples the fingerprint reader mm -hmm. yes um that's yeah, yeah, it's, that's a, it's fascinating that's a big one how yeah it's i know and it was interesting so um but no we did uh we we, we worked with um actually it was with some red hat engineers um and uh synaptics so the mm. fingerprint reader on on an, on a number of our platforms not all of them but a number of them x1 carbon 7 p1 gen 2 and p the, the, the ones that are as part of this they, the um the device there does work um so the driver there there was a new version of uh the fprint library to support it and uh the firmware is on lvfs right now it's in testing status it's going to go stable Really soon, like I, 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 I was hoping today, but anyway, really soon. And so you can use it, um, and and it works. I've been using it on my X1 Carbon Seven. So fingerprint, Damn. yes, absolutely, but, awesome. You know, awesome. It de it does depend on which devices the vendor, the hardware vendor, is willing to support. But but yes, so yeah, the, these exercises are how I don't know for the Yoga Nine Thirty. And same with stylus. I've been working with the Lib Wacom team and getting stylus added and. So, uh, yes, the, the short answer is yes. This, I mean, that, that goes generally for what we're doing with our team. It's important to contribute upstream, and then it comes all down into the distros. But obviously, working with Fedora um, helps that happen. It's feasible then um, to assume that if someone buys a ThinkPad this summer, um, specifically one of the models that you know the partnership is is launching with, yeah. And they decide they want to put Ubuntu on it, or they want to put Arch on it. Um, yeah. Will that hardware, that the fingerprint sensor, will that still be supported? So yes, it's, so I, I'm fairly sure all the 2020 models will have that fingerprint device on it. Uh, I haven't had my hands on all of them, to, mm -hmm. so, but I was reviewing the specs last year, so should should do. Uh, and yes, it's it's all upstream there. So, um, um, yeah, so yes, cool. distros get it at Arch. I'm not I'm not sure which version of fprint library they've got in there. Um, but yes, short answer is you should be able to. Uh, that, that's kind of the point, right? We, we all want Linux to be better. Although I can't imagine why you would want to install another distro. It makes <laughs> <laughs> choice, man. Choice, choice is, you know, it is the best uh, and, yeah. and the best and most crippling thing about Linux. At the same time, uh, sometimes. Absolutely. And I, and I'm joking. I uh, I love a lot of different Linux distros, and I'm happy that people have those options. I I do think that once people get it with Fedora, um, many will be pleasantly surprised and happy to stick with what it ships with. I have a related question, actually. Uh, this one comes from Akshay. Are there any plans to make custom Lenovo apps for Linux like what Lenovo does on um, their Windows devices, you know, CPU core control, GPU selection, and and just that that smart control center that that Lenovo has. Uh, any plans to to kind of introduce some kind of Linux equivalent there? Yep. Yep. So yeah. yeah. Well, uh, so <laughs> I'm getting so excited. <laughs> There's always caveats. No, no, I know, so, I, but so, okay, no, okay. I, I, and I, I, one, I mean. So honestly, uh, and it's going to sound a bit marketing speak, but no, custom experience is really important to Lenovo. It, mm -hmm. it, it drives a lot of what we do. Um, and those make a, a, a better uh, user experience on our platforms. So, and we have some projects going on internally to improve that. We have some some Windows features that, you know, we're, we're pointing at. Um, I can't answer specific questions, but yes, we have plans. We, you know, that there, there, there will be, Projects releasing, um, and we'll we'll share those when they're available. Good, good. Because <laughs> I mean, I mean, I am content, and I'm sure that a lot of people that that listen to this or watch this or read it on Forbes or wherever it's going to be will be ecstatic about just the plans. Um, right. But seriously, make some noise about it. Make some serious <laughs> noise about it because it's it's been interesting, and I know just part of this Fedora announcement. Uh, it's been the feedback from the community has been genuinely, you know, it's, it's, it's been fun. 
Cool. Uh, any uh, any specific feedback that that you want to highlight? I mean, from my point of view, so um, you know, Lenovo has been doing Linux on its devices for custom orders, um, but it's been interesting how you know making sure that message is reaching people people who want to use Linux, right? You know, mm-hmm. if, different. There's there's choices. We talked about choices earlier, and and it, and and I think a lot of Linux users didn't realize that Lenovo was doing this work and it's really nice it's really exciting to have it going out on the web for me that's amazing but and it, but it's really nice to be able to share the message that hey you know lenovo we want to be a part of this we want to work with the community and, and we're doing this work and and so that that's been that's been really good and it's it's been nice to be able to get involved i think contributing to the community is important and it's been nice to be able to do that and then people say oh that's nice yeah that is that's so encouraging too many, too many yeah. nices but you know what it is uh it's it, the Linux community is pretty awesome and they are they it's, are it's great to, it's great to be part of it and and let people I, know that we're part of it yeah it, it's all about making that noise seriously i remember when yeah. dell started uh really making noise about project sputnik and really getting that message out there a lot of people were surprised by it they were like you've been doing this for the last five years really (laughs) um i've expressed this before loudly and um one of my frustrations with dell's linux initiative is that as wonderful as the machines are uh it's really really difficult to actually find for example the xps 13 developer edition and find that in a search and then click you know what i want ubuntu on that so if you can answer this, when when people go to the web shops and they want to buy one of these new systems with Fedora, mm-hmm. these are obviously going to be sold with Windows as well. If someone stumbles across this hardware on your web shop, will it just be as simple as going Windows 10 or Fedora 32? I, I'm, I'm slightly hesitant to answer it, but okay. yes, that, okay. that is all the conversations <laughs> I've had. That's the plan. And we're actually revamping our Linux support website because it, it need, needs work. And mm-hmm. we, we there's a support side going in and the sales side. It should be that easy. Um, so again, yes, um, I have to add that caveat. It's like, it's, it's always the differences that it has to go through reviews and, and oh, sure. things sure. change. Sure. But uh, yeah, no, the plan is it's an option. Um, I know. Yeah. That's, yeah, inc- that's short, also short encouraging. Is, short answer is yes. You We're guys... not planning on making it difficult. It's not supposed to be hidden. It's supposed to be there. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's see. You're on it. You've got, you've got a good, you've got a good track record so far. Okay. You have a good track record with this interview, but I'm going to, I'm going to try and throw you some curveballs because that's my job. No, I'm scared. <laughs> Tux key or Windows key on these systems? Of course. So um, <laughs> the hardware is identical for Windows and Linux. Okay. Right down All right. to the silk screen of the key. All right. It's, yes. Can people, pay, can people pay extra to get a Tux key? <laughs> I, hear, I hear people have invented these stickers. Yeah. Yeah, they have. They have. I they like, have. I like to see it as a GNOME user. I mean, it's forget what a logo it is. It's a very obvious key that when you push on it shows you a nice tiled view of all your windows, just like the <laughs> the thing that happens to be shown on that key. So it seems fine to me. Mm. <laughs> all right, we're gonna let that one slide because the hardware is cool. Um, will there be okay? Will there be any uh, price difference between the I, Fedora so and I, Windows? I, 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 yeah, we, 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 I can't comment on the price. We, we, okay. we, we'll be sharing the price when we get nearer to, to shipping. So. This is just the grab bag of questions, right? This is, let's see what answers we can get because the, I and and the community are just, you know, dying to know some of this stuff. So some, some, things, some things I'm, I'm waiting on too. <laughs> okay, let, let's talk a little bit about um, regional availability. Is that something you can oh. touch on? No, absolutely. No, yeah. And that one's it. It, it, it is. And we, I've had lots of questions about this. Yeah, the plan is to ship worldwide. So that that is the plan. Uh, we're going through some regulatory things right now. So mm-hmm. there's potential for caveats. Um, but yeah, plan is worldwide. So and that's good. That's really good. Yeah, that's great no, to hear. Yeah, I, I know. Quite. I've had quite a few messages from people in countries, and and that's one of the big things, right? Mm-hmm. It. Yeah. And and a lot of. Uh, what about India specifically? 
planning to ship to India. Yeah, yeah, should, should yeah. Be. I, I, I know of. Okay, I know okay. of no reasons why we wouldn't be. Um, <laughs> so. That is that is a roadblock for other uh, system. Okay, for Linux PC manufacturers that I've spoken to, India is an obstacle. Uh, I don't know all the details there, but that's okay. that's one. And I know I know for a fact that I've got a bunch yeah. of listeners in India, and I know that yeah, yeah. they're very interested in you know. Okay, let's I, get this hardware. Yeah, over India here, has so. not hit my radar as a as okay. A awesome. Issue. So um, Russia's tricky right now. Aside from the Tux key answer, you guys are scoring so much points right now. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I can't well, believe you didn't like the Windows over the overview. Uh, I mean, I know you really tried, perfect. Matthew. I know you tried. You tried your hardest. But... Push the button. Watch what it does. It's obvious. Perhaps a question for for both of you, maybe with your own um, insights into it. What happens if I buy a uh, ThinkPad with Fedora? And then six months later, I decide I want to install Arch or Ubuntu or, um, you know, any, any non, any distro that it, it is not shipped with, right? <laughs> what level of support can Lenovo offer at that point? Is, is there any kind of warranty breaking happening there? If somebody says, well, I can't get DaVinci Resolve installed on my ThinkPad that I bought, but oh, I'm using Arch and not Fedora. The way it's worked currently is we support our Linux users to the best of our ability. We have our forums and we're, we're fairly distro agnostic. We'll, we'll look at an issue and, and try and help out. Um, so we're still working out a lot of the details for support before we start shipping. There's still some things that we need to resolve there. And uh, mm -hmm. so there's still, there'll be more to share later. Um, so yeah, with a different distro, it makes it tricky. Um, I don't, I don't know if I can give you a good, a good answer there. Uh, that's fair. Look on the arch wiki. They've got a great solution. That's going to work <laughs> just fine on Fedora. <laughs> the, the so, Linux, the Linux Bible, in other words. Yeah. Yeah. And, and from Lenovo's point of view, I mean, we're obviously supporting the hardware. So if hardware is not functioning with another distro, we probably know the answer, right? And it's quite often it's like, well, you need to update your kernel to get this particular support or you need mm -hmm. this library. And, and honestly, that's the same across distros. It's uh, so, so that's not a problem. And then when it gets into the Linux app specific stuff, then, then yeah, we, we recommend you talk to your distro because they're the specialists. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. not something which. Okay. Gonna but it's it's nice that it's nice that you know Lenovo won't come out and go well you voided your warranty sorry you know um, <laughs> no I don't yeah I, I don't know of any warranty I mean it's Linux yeah uh, so I have a question that this is completely over my head I will admit that to you but it's from Baltimatrix and he asked uh, for the enterprise customers will there be any kind of MDM solution available for these Fedora machines. Similar MDM solutions are AirWatch, Microsoft Intune, and JAMF for Mac OS. I'm passing that one to Mac. None of that makes <laughs> I don't even know what that means. There's a lot yeah. of acronyms oh. in there and and uh, but it's you know, it seems like an important question. All right. So All right. So well keep in mind it's been a long time since I was a sysadmin, but I believe those uh, are that software for making sure that you have you, your basically um, fleet of systems out there is in compliance and running the software as it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. um, and we, uh, we actually have something for that. It's a it's a part of GNOME that some people at Red Hat have worked on called Fleet Commander. Um, that is uh, open source software that's sort of meant for managing your deployment of uh, of these systems. So that's not necessarily a Lenovo tied in thing, mm -hmm. but that could at least be a component in, in what you're looking for. Um, I actually do not know if there is a product tied to that or not, which makes me a bad employee, but um, there might also be a, a Red Hat product that is, is linked to that as well. Um, I, I'm not aware of any other enterprise class things for that, but that's that's the open source project I'd look at. Are any of these new ThinkPads launching with dedicated graphics from NVIDIA? Yes. Yeah, okay. both the P1 Gen 2 right. and the P53 have uh, NVIDIA cards. Okay. This this was a uh, a community question, but it's also kind of a one I'm personally invested in uh, because... Uh, yeah. 
What? Go ahead. You've been through this. I was going to say you've you've been through the installing uh, Linux on a system with NVIDIA. Yes, uh, yeah. it was a while back though. It's it's gotten much okay. much much better. Um, it gets better still. <laughs> I don't know when, but it was about two or three months into my Linux journey, right? And yeah. uh, Cro- uh, Lenovo Croatia brought me over, walked over to the apartment and like hand delivered it, which was amazing. They okay. uh, they hand delivered a uh, X1 Extreme for me to check out for like four days. So P1 Gen 2 and the X1 Extreme are, are very close. Okay. Well, because <laughs> what happened is the first distro I tried to put on that was Fedora and it, it, I just, I got a black screen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I didn't know all the tricks of the trade at that point, I'm yeah. sure, but I was approaching it from a, a, a noob point of view. Um, we've all, we've, we've all been there. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, and then I discovered pop OS because someone recommended that because pop OS actually has a live active proprietary NVIDIA driver during the installation. And it was just boom. So I guess what I'm asking is, um, how are you reducing those pain points with Fedora for people who are using hybrid graphics? Yeah. Uh, During the installation, because I'm sure it's going to ship and everything's going to be working flawlessly. But if they want to do a reinstall or something. The the main focus point on this is to make sure that the Nevo driver works out of the box or uh, fall back to the Intel driver, Mark, if that's, I'm not sure what the, um, status is on you, those things, um, but that an open source driver works out of the box and that um, everything is, is smooth. Um, you just don't necessarily get the uh, enhanced performance that the proprietary drivers enables on those devices, sure, but that you'll sure. get an actual functional uh, functioning system that you could actually even use for your daily work as long as you yeah. don't need that extra performance. And so uh, uh Lenovo graciously shipped to some of our hardware enablement people at Red Hat early pre-release versions of this of, of these systems. Oh, so okay. they've been poking at them to make sure yeah. that uh, these things actually do have a good experience out of the box and that everything will work nice and smoothly. Nice. Um, it, it's pretty important to Fedora as a community that everything in the Fedora distribution is open source. Uh, it's it's who we are and a lot of what we're doing this for. Um, not necessarily as a moral, everything must be open thing, but that um, we are trying to build an operating system that we own and not just we, but Fedora, but like we, the people, this is our right. operating system that belongs to us. Right. And when vital parts of that operating system instead belong to one company, um, it, it, it kind of breaks, it, it breaks what we're trying to do. So um, I really hope that NVIDIA can move to a model that works better with the open source world and community. I know they've got the reasons for doing what they do and i mm-hmm. um and you know i i know people want to get their hardware working and they don't want to care about all that but you know we care about all that the care we put into it really does en- end up benefiting everybody we have a whole operating system you know it works in an amazing way entirely open source um a lot because we've pushed on those things over the years and you know uh people like Lenovo talking to their vendors, um, hopefully NVIDIA included, and saying, hey, this is the right way to do things. This makes things better for us, better for you, for better for our users. That, like, um, little, I understand I understand the, the compromise that people have to make there, and I, I, I'm sympathetic, but I um, also feel like we're doing and we're making the right choice here. Um, I mean, I can, yeah, I can, I can absolutely respect that, and I want to, I want to emphasize that it is not the fault of the of the Nuvo driver team that they don't have um, the kind of performance that the proprietary NVIDIA. That's because they're having to, you know, unlock these magic boxes and <laughs> and um, and tap into to hardware and code that they're not really given full access to. And so I think what they have done is amazing so far. And um, I ask that because. I wonder if Fedora could attract more developers, uh, more people in AI, machine learning. Yeah. Uh, you know where I'm going so with that, right? Have, like, yeah, give me, it, you know, give me the proprietary line. driver, give me CUDA built in, like, just make it easy. Um, yeah. It's a fine line. So we've, in, in the latest couple of releases, we've tried to make that an easier experience where we have mm-hmm. an early 
early option where you can opt into proprietary software sources. And so that actually goes to selected third-party repos that include the NVIDIA driver. So once you opt Ah, into that, you can add the NVIDIA driver. And Lenovo is going to have documentation for doing this. Then honestly, honestly, I great. I mean, you know, as long as it's... Go ahead, Mark. I think it's three, three, three or four clicks to get the uh, proprietary driver installed. Now it's yeah. it's quite it's quite easy. We we have a document yeah. that will be. Oh, that's not bad for, us, for yeah. users who want it. So that's not bad at all. I yeah. think if it's if it's intuitive to get to it, and if there's documentation, and it's not, you know, people I'm assuming do not have to go to the command line to do it. And no, yeah. No. So okay. So- Cool. And and mm. just, I mean, just to wrap up from the Lenovo point of view is obviously mm-hmm. we're testing. We're we're testing our platforms for the ship. So we we had some Nvidia related issues, you know, that we worked through with the Red Hat engineers and got them solved. So nice. So yeah, it, and it's it is nice. So the B one Gen two, you drop Fedora thirty two on it, and it installs, and it comes up, and it, and it and it's there and working. And mm. I, I fully appreciate how nice that is double <laughs> double lift asked if we can get a ryzen thinkpad please with fedora <laughs> and i know i know you're not going to answer that you can't answer that i know that yeah, yeah. Um, so uh we we do we do certify some of our uh amd platforms for linux but no it's mm-hmm. not part of this fedora program and okay yeah. well yeah. we'll share more when okay fair enough keep asking lenovo for it Keep, so that's why i got so many questions right yeah exactly <laughs> no, um, <laughs> harass mark oh not necessarily to ask to, to harass no I, we got i got a lot of them too it's not that they should harass you in particular but especially if you are somebody who make corporate purchases of laptops like have your company ask lenovo for uh amd Yes, because, because if you're buying them in bulk, that's going to yeah. speak. And, yeah. You know, um, yeah. Back to the, you know, where did this come from? Lenovo would never have come to us if um, customers hadn't been wanting Fedora on their laptops. Like this okay. is this is demand driven. It's not uh, mm-hmm. a um, charitable enterprise here, right? If if you want it, um, d- dollars of how you vote. Okay, so let's say I buy one of these new Fedora systems. But then I want to nuke and pave it with just a a standard, you know, Fedora 32 workstation downloaded sure. onto USB stick, throw it in there. Are there going to be any differences between the Fedora 32 that ships from you and mm-hmm. the Fedora 32 that I install on my own? So the, the only difference is we have some documentation, just text documents that is in slash opt Lenovo. We got uh, permission from uh, Fedora to put those in there. Um, and, and that's the only extra thing we're adding, just a user guide, a guide to installing the NVIDIA proprietary. And, hmm. and, and so that, that, that's it. Otherwise, no, we are Fedora as it is. Um, so it is it is it is really respecting the uh oh, absolutely. kind of the operating mentality of Fedora itself where it's yeah, yeah no really no filler no uh no proprietary stuff No <laughs> That's cool. And, yeah. Okay. And pe- people can check it out but yeah. They will. They will. Okay. But <laughs> But That's awesome. Stand by that. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm really excited about it because we didn't even have to sign a special legal trademark agreement about this because Lenovo is following our standard terms for loading Fedora preload that we've had since the beginning of time in Fedora um, that let you say this is Fedora you know, running on Lenovo as long as you follow these terms of not changing the software. So they're just doing it the right way. And we didn't have to make any special exceptions. Although we did have to make that update for the opt Lenovo thing, because these rules are so old that what they actually said was you can do that as long as it's on a separate CD. Oh, um, oh. <laughs> and, and we were all like, what's a CD? Oh yeah. I remember yeah. those. Um, so we did uh, update it so that, um, Content documentation, but not code, can be added under opt vendor um, to put that there because that seemed completely reasonable. So let's talk big picture. Where do you guys each stand when it comes to adoption of the Linux desktop? What is what is not happening right now that you feel needs to happen to to have desktop Linux gain more visibility and more traction and more just mainstream awareness 
probably more a question for you, Matthew. I know from from our yeah. point of view, it's uh, it's a how easily it is available, and I think you guys are solving one of the big problems <laughs> right, yeah, right now. But, like you're yeah, doing that. Kind of interesting. Like personally, my story is I, I uh, my parents-in-law laptop died, so I lent them one of my development ones, and of course it had Linux on, and and they they coped. But you know, it's it's not for everybody. Um, <laughs> so it's uh, you know. It, yeah, um, I think probably a better hmm. question for you, for you, Matthew, is to you probably worry about yeah. it more. Well, absolutely. I would have said, you know, uh, vendor support, getting it pre-installed is the number one blocker. So removing that mm-hmm. is, is huge. There are some kind of threats. Um, I think we all talked about being all Firefox users here. Uh, Firefox being the real open source browser. Me too, um, yeah. You know, uh, Chrome is the dominant browser for most people, um, and that although there's an open source component to it, Chrome itself is not open source. Um, and making a web browser like, is like it's an insanely complicated endeavor. So that basically everybody has given up, except uh, you know, even even Microsoft gave up on this one, right? Um, there, there's Chrome based things, and and then there's Firefox, and if everything ends up being Chrome-based, that is another pretty big threat to the, this is an operating system that we own because everything is runs in Chrome. On the other hand, that does mean that as long as Chrome keeps running on the Linux operating system, um, what we do is in- increasingly irrelevant to people because it's all sucked into that uh, Chrome web browser world. I hope that... Um, Firefox remains viable and that other you know, open source web browser technologies still stay part of our landscape because um, that's yeah. that that's a, a thing that needs to happen. So um, use Firefox. That's my my push there, really, uh, no matter what Linux system you're using. Another big threat is uh, media patents, uh, codec patents and uh, media format patents. Uh, when software patents are applied to, you know, things like um the H two six five video format. Um, it is hard to include those in open source because usually they want some sort of reasonable royalty, um, and there is no way that we can um, provide a reasonable royalty that then also leaves the thing open source. Uh, so we we are um, where software patents are, you know, enforced. Uh, it's it's a threat to free software um, and. Um, often large companies, when they're making their decisions about what things to do, those, you know, reasonable royalties are no big deal to them, but it, it then locks open source out of, out of the picture. Um, you know, for a long time, Fedora didn't include MP3 playback support, um, until now when an MP3 is basically obsolete. It's not that I'm anti-patent. The system just is failing what we're doing. On the positive side, and this is going to be slightly a weird twist answer as well, but um, most people don't want a computer. Most people uh, who have a computer today have a computer um, because they they want to do the things a computer enables. They want to contact people. They want to consume media. Maybe they want to create media. um, And... Uh, a computer is a huge inconvenience, which they will put up with in order to get those mm-hmm. things that having a computer connects them to. Um, well, I, that's true I always thought the most... phone was the huge inconvenience, but that's just me. I guess I'm I'm a little old <laughs> right. school, yeah. you know. Well, right. So so that's that's the it's just you thing is my is my next point. There are <laughs> many of us for whom that is not true. Uh, we like to tinker. We like the power of a general purpose operating system. We are content creators. We are you know, programmers, media creators, designers. Um, and having a full powered computer is important to us. And so uh, I think that the mass market for desktops is going to go more and more towards, you know, uh, the Chrome OS, um, yeah. you know, iOS, your desktop is going to be more like your phone, which is a because huge inconvenience now, to you and me, but is exactly what my dad would prefer, right? Do you think we're, are so, we heading into a world where everybody wants really, really low, low powered, low priced computers and all of the processing is done in the cloud? 
I, I think that's where we're headed right now. That's a pendulum that always swings back and forth. But I think that what's going to happen is that um, the mass market consumer devices are going to be more locked down and most people won't care. They will be more like a phone OS than a, than a computer. <laughs> right. And your reaction is, so, so your reaction is exactly where I'm going to as, as a positive here, because that, that will never be right for everybody. And there's always going to be a segment of people for whom we need to have a real computer. And this is where we get to the year of the Linux on the desktop. Eventually, Linux will be the desktop operating system because nobody, the, the people who care about that will have Linux on it. And people who care, who, hmm. who everybody else will get these different, more lockdown devices and will have specialized devices that, um, you know, are, are Linux devices uh, that will be the desktop computing operating system. In, in the near future, that's going to just be that we are a higher and higher share of. Right of you know what yeah. people buy on their computers, yeah, um, and Lenovo is going to see that and make more of them. Yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, yeah, Lenovo is all about giving you know the customer experience and giving the customer the choices, and and we're seeing more demand for Linux, and that there, there are users out there increasingly yeah. asking for Linux, which is good. I have a, I have a, I don't know if it'll be year of the desktop. But. <laughs> <laughs> I I have a completely random question. Um, and I think it's it's more for you, Mark. Why is there no comparable laptop keyboard to the ThinkPad? Like, I, why? I, I, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, I I'm not like buttering you up. No. I don't even own a no, ThinkPad, no, no, no. but I, but I know, I, there's there's no nothing even comes close to the like the travel, the comfort, the durability, you know, the curved keycaps. I, like, why? It, <laughs> I, I don't know the answer. I'm not, I'm not a hardware engineer, and but genuinely, I know I hear a lot of people say one of the one of the big things about the ThinkPads is is the fantastic keyboard, and yeah, it's really nice to use. Um, I I don't know the answer though. Sorry, hmm. but, uh, but yeah, it's a nice. Keyboard. I just you know sometimes I sometimes I wonder is there some kind of is there some kind of patent that prevents people I from making no them just as good, or I don't know. But uh, uh, it's uh, Lenovo talent. You know, I own I I own like nine laptops, and I still want a ThinkPad because I want that keyboard. That keyboard. That's that's the yeah, distinguishing no, I, factor for me. I, I, so. I don't I don't know that I don't know the real the reason hmm. for that. But yeah, for me, it's the track point in the middle of the keyboard. Oh, so you like the track point? Oh, it's so nice. You don't move your fingers off of the home row, and you can do mouse things as well. I also no. use an external mouse, but I much prefer the track point to a touch to the like the the pad is only for scrolling. That's what it's good for. It's not good for pointer movement. It's horrible for that. I could I could get uh, used to that. I I had a my uh, first laptop was actually a ThinkPad. I I can't tell you what model it was. It was, you know, it was this thick and it was uh I have one of those in my cupboard. Way way <laughs> back way back in the day. Um, but yeah, I kind of, uh, I remember you, really you digging that. It's a brick like that. Yeah. Question. Well, question for both of you and, um, you don't have to answer it, but it'd be cool if you did. If Fedora didn't exist, what distro do you think that you would be using? Oh, that's a tough one. I gen uh, and, and like, I, it doesn't, I guess it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a feature of the Linux distribution. Maybe it's more a feature of like the team behind it or some somebody that you see is doing all the right things in the Linux world or what other, what other Linux distributions do you respect because of what they're doing right now? Or even, even that's a tough question because they yeah. really are all different. I mean, I know, uh, I know. I, I know lots of people knock Ubuntu, but I, you know, Ubuntu do a fan. Fantastic job of hardware enabled. They do get and, a lot of man. They've and, got a giant and, target on their back and, most yeah, of the time. And, it seems, but, and but they do a great job. And then Red Hat and the Enterprise Linux it's rock solid, and it's you know it's a really quality piece of software. And it's also yeah. and then uh, the other big community one, Debian. You know they they do <laughs> their own thing. They have their set. And but Debian is like, kind it's of been important around forever. And it's to, you know, yeah. So I, I I'm not I'm not definitely not going to pick a, a favorite. I, I will say. Uh, and so to give you some 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 uh, a, a soundbite for, for for this question, but I mean Fedora genuinely is really fantastic. They have uh, a really good community, a really inviting, welcoming community that's easy to work with, and and that's hmm. great. And, right. and their whole approach with the you know the latest software and 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 having the latest versions packages from a from a laptop 
point of view that that's that's actually that make that makes mm. my life easier too so you know every distro distro is good and fedora yeah. has a has a very high a high place there too my um, you know, was that was that a good political answer yeah no it really it really was and and i'll give you just to be fair i'll give you my answer right now yeah um do you want mine first or you're you're gonna say like you're gonna say i didn't know there were any other linux distributions besides the door <laughs> yeah go ahead i I really like Debian's community approach to everything. And that's mm-hmm. an, an amazing example of something that is entirely community owned without a you know, single gigantic commu- uh, corporate sponsor, which is just amazing, especially after all these years as Debian was, you know, one of the first distribution distributions and is still around today. Um, I don't think I would necessarily um, do things the way everything in Debian is done. Um, so probably if, the, if that were the case, I might end up making my own Debian derived distribution. I mm-hmm. do like tinkering with making things. Um, I uh, we have we're, we're good friends with the people over at OpenSUSE, and um, you know they have we share a lot of tooling. Um, and they yeah, so they um, I, I'd probably be an OpenSUSE user if it came hmm. down to it. I think they, and things are in some ways it's it's since it's also RPM based. There's things that are familiar yeah familiar to me what? there. Although they also do things in ways that I find strange and foreign, but uh, it's pretty and that's that's a good group of people as well. I guess my answer would be elementary OS. Um, and, and I say that there's a, I don't use, it's not my daily driver, but I still donate to the, the team, the elementary OS team, because I love what they're doing with the app center. And I love how they have like, you know, um, embraced flat pack and embraced um, this, this way of at least trying to generate some profit for the developers that are working on apps for elementary OS and now for, you know, app center for everyone. If you guys have heard about that, um, you know, bringing that, that pay what you want, uh, model of software to potentially every Linux distribution. And, uh, I respect them a lot for that. I like seeing developers with the option of getting paid, you know, even if it's a pay what you want, I think that it's, it opens a door for them that um, the majority of the Linux ecosystem doesn't give them. So yeah, yeah. Uh, tip my hat to elementary for that. Yeah. And I know they're a project that's worked a lot on polish and user experience, which is very cool yeah. as well. Yeah. Where do we go from here? <laughs> I feel like you didn't like my, my forecast on the future of computing. I, it kind of bummed me out, man. I mean, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, 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 it came out in a negative way, but I really feel like. Well, but it's um, it's it was probably it's realistic. Almost, it it probably yeah, was realistic. It's. I mean, I think in some ways it might mean that the the systems that are available to us are going to be relatively more expensive. We might get mm-hmm. back into the days of when a average laptop that you or I would want would cost you know two thousand dollars. Um, which, you know, my, my first laptop I bought was you know, a 3500 or something like that. So, you know, m- maybe prices are going to go up. But I actually think it is generally going to be good because um, it will mean more Linux users overall and a larger share hmm. of Linux users among the people who are you know, interested in making things and building things. I've heard people say Linux is all about choice. Um, to me, Linux is is not all about choice. Linux is all about um, sharing, and Linux is all about this being our thing that we build together. And the choices just come because people make different choices. Um, and I think having an operating system that is is the operating system of people who are creators, whether it's you know, hmm. writers or musicians, or not you know not just coders, like yeah. having that be the operating system. Um, for people um, is going to just make, make a feedback loop where it gets better and better and better and better in the way that something that is a commercial product, even one with a company behind it that really, you know, cares about user experience and so on, like just that power of creators uh, is going to feed into making it more and more and more awesome. That's, that's my uh, more positive. That was a very hopeful, on, like very, on, on the, very moving, I... uh, you know, that was good. That was <laughs> yeah. good stuff. All right. Thank you. <laughs> that was good stuff. That made me feel really good. Um, yeah, I wanted to take take you down a little bit and then back up. Oh. It's a roller coaster. This interview, man. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else that you guys want to get the word out about 
before before we sign off. Fedora 33 is in production now, so we're working working on that. Um, look forward to that, uh, you know, October, November-ish. Yeah, and uh, from my point of view, we'll, we'll, we'll be sharing details on when these platforms are actually available. Because I know people are waiting on, which, uh, you know, we, we, yes. we're, we're, we're working hard on the process. Um, and yeah, we, we're, we're going to have some... We're gonna have lot. There's lots happening in Lenovo with uh, around Linux. So lots of exciting stuff. So I'm I'm looking forward to sharing that. And, uh, well, I've we'll been. Have, we'll have more updates for you in the future. I've been very <laughs> encouraged by. Uh, I've been very encouraged by a lot of your answers, especially the store, the the web shop component. I mean, if you guys, um, if you guys nail that and make it easy yeah. for people to find a piece of hardware and just choose Linux for it. I am going yep. to sing the praises of Lenovo 24/7. <laughs> and um yeah, I mean really that's an that's an important thing to me and that's an important thing to no, a lot I, of yeah. users because uh, and- I, I this isn't I know this is not um you know, this isn't a interview about Dell and I love Dell and I think they're doing amazing things for the Linux ecosystem but um yeah. their the discoverability of those systems is still, you know, it 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 needs some work, and I think that um, with with Lenovo also coming along as another great choice for uh, for Linux laptops, it's just gonna be it's gonna be a big old awesome Linux party pretty soon. It's great. I'm so <laughs> happy about it. Big old yeah. awesome Linux party. Yeah, big old awesome Linux yeah. party. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna re- really be uh, I'm gonna be. Losing a little money when those systems come out, I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm not up for a new laptop for another couple, another year or so. Um, but I, I told my boss, look, I, I don't usually ask for much just because I'm the Fedora project leader. But maybe this one time, can we make an exception? Which one? Which one of the three do you want? Uh, I, I'm go, I'm gonna go for the X1 Carbon because yeah. I like the portability. And yeah, slick. Um, it's sexy. I wish I wish there was a model with more RAM. Mark, what's the top uh, out at? Thirty two. I think uh, that might top. We don't have the specs out. We don't have the specs out for the X1 Carbon. Uh, okay. Day, do we? So uh, um, yeah, the the P53 tops out at a ridiculous amount, right? It's like one twenty eight, I think. Jesus. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to let you guys go. Thank you so much for oh. for. I mean, this is like, this is a dream interview, man. Having having Lenovo and Fedora, and I, I'm sure that we could talk for about three more hours. But um, we should do a follow up sometime later. Then, oh. yeah, let's actually let's yeah. If you want to do a follow up, uh, maybe shortly after the systems launch. And yeah, then, and then say, we can, can actually share the answers right. to some of these questions. Instead of sitting there going, not allowed, can't share that yet. Don't and know. I can have, and I can have some, um, maybe I can have some hands-on impressions there. If, uh, you know, Lenovo's yeah. PR department will just send one so of each to me, then. There's a, there's a Lenovo in Croatia. So yeah, I'm sure we can figure that out. Thanks again, you guys. And uh, I hope that we can yep. circle back Thank in you. a couple, couple months, no, maybe. And this. best of luck. I, I mean, yep. I know that these systems are going to do well, and uh, just remember to talk up those talk up those selling points because. <laughs> no, and, uh, and, and so, th- thank you for thank you thank you for hosting this. This is it's it's good to get the message out. It's uh, something we have to do more of. We're going to get the message out. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. Jason. Take care. Thank you Bye. both. Okay. See you. Let me take this opportunity to send a huge thank you to all of my super fans on Patreon donating $5 or more per month. You guys rock. Dave Lee, Wit, Pseudowiz, Jay from Virginia, James Donaldson, CT Hood, Eric Paul, Tyler Brown, Electron Frost, Andreas Bender, Zebedee Boss, Sean Davis, Haplo, Linux Paul M, Marcus, Leo Man, Stephen Cross, Brad W, Jeff W, Lango R, Andreas G, Samuel R, Peter K, Joseph D, Carl S, Mitchell Valentino, Simon Moss, Stephen K, Spencer P, Taylor R, Barack, Kevin, and Dustin W. Thank you.